0: Welcome to The Last 8% Morning. This is J.P. Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, are you addicted to your phone? Are you like the average person who spends 2.5 hours a day on social media. That's a lot of time. And it means we are less present for the important people in our life. It means we get less done. It means we are more anxious and more depressed just by looking at our phone at the average amount of time that most people spend. That's not great. What can we do about it? Well, that's what we're going to focus on in today's episode. Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. Feeling our feet on the ground. Feeling our hands and arms swing as we move. and just letting go of whatever we were doing, whatever we were thinking, and coming back into this moment. And just see if you can settle into this moment. Start by taking a few deep breaths just as a way to settle into the awareness of the body. Let the breath come into its own natural rhythm. And just feel the belly rise and fall. You can also use the nose. Feel where the breath comes in most acutely at the nose as your focus of attention when we go to the breath. Whichever one works for you. I recommend the belly because it gets us away from our our head, literally. might sound funny, but after some years of practice, that's been helpful for me. But the point is for you to experiment with both. And just come into this moment. Maybe be aware of sounds that you're hearing in this moment. Background sounds, my voice. And simply note it as hearing, hearing. Then return to the breath. And as you're walking, I hope you're walking, important part of this practice, but as you're walking, just tune into any dominant or predominant physical sensations that you feel. Could be tightness, could be tingling, vibration. Warmth, cold, pressure, just scan from head to toe, whatever sensations are present. And if your mind wanders, which it will, to A story, a thought, an image. Just note that it's there. Note that you momentarily got lost in thought. And as you become aware that you are thinking, see what happens. Does it continue? Does it disappear? And when the thought is no longer, simply return to the belly or bodily sensations. Mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. If you're a long-time listener, you know there's a number of reasons why we do it. But at heart, it, it allows us to change our relationship to whatever it is we are experiencing. So that we don't move away from those things that cause us discomfort. We don't just constantly move towards pleasure. This is not the way to become a last eight percenter, someone who lives with courage. So we just practice and practice and practice and begin again and begin again when our mind wanders. And in so doing, we begin to neuro-architect our brain, change our neural pathways simply by doing this practice. And this is what allows us to move into the more difficult, the hard things of life, more difficult conversations or decisions. Any of those situations that can cause us fear that habitually moves us to move away. Can we move in versus move away? Can we live more courageously? That's our task. So, stand tall, look around, feel grateful. And now let's move to our idea of the day. You want to be productive. You want to be focused. You want to build momentum into your day. Make progress, get things done. But you sometimes get overwhelmed with so much to do and so little time and you feel like "Oh, I'm not moving the needle how much should I get done today that's a question I sometimes ask myself and you find yourself more often than you want to admit getting taken away hooked by the amount of time you spend on social media as I s- said in the opening 2.5 hours a day that's the average which means there's some people who are a lot more and obviously some who are less. But we feel horrible about it, right? There's a lot at stake. We feel horrible about it, not just because being online for a length of time makes us concretely more depressed and more anxious, which it does, but also because we see ourselves losing these hours a week, a day, to something we know that's not offering much value. And by the way, the reason I'm doing this particular episode today is because it's especially dangerous when there are major global events like Russia invading Ukraine where we go to social media or news sites and it causes us to be even more worried about the state of the world and we become more anxious. And of course, there's something else Um, when we spend a lot of time on social media, which is that we can start to lose empathy for others, right? You know how the algorithms are set up, that we become more in our own bubble. We only read what is in our content stream. And we can start to vilify others who are in different content streams, Because the people who are trying to grab our attention know that if they are a little bit more provocative, they will grab us. So we become more narrow, less curious about people who are in that other stream. And they become, in our mind, quote-unquote bad others. We become less open to their point of view, more judgmental. They're not in our political persuasion or however else we cut up the world. It really erodes our capacity for empathy and equanimity. So what to do? Well, I'm not going to tell you to stop going online. Because the truth is we can't live without the internet and our phones. So we need to learn how to live with it. And look, I'm no master at this. I sometimes find myself, when I'm a little bored, grabbing the phone. When I go to the bathroom, grabbing the phone. And at times I can waste a lot of time. So we need to be more thoughtful about how we use our phone, how we use social media. So I want to give you really kind of four ways. There's a lot of other ways. This is not an area that I'm an expert in. But these are some of the practices that I've learned myself that has helped me. And hopefully it can help you as well. So number one, and you know this if you're a long-time listener, wait at least 20 minutes every day before going on to social media or looking at your phone and email and texts. Yes, 20 minutes. That's important. The brain is simply not ready for what our phone and what all of these designers have crafted to grab our attention. When we wake up, our brain is operating at around 10.5 wave cycles per second. This is known as the alpha stage. And it's during this window when our subconscious mind is most impressionable and we soak up information at an incredibly high rate what we are exposed to in our first 20 minutes sets the tone for the rest of our day. And so looking at our phone and reading about what's going on in Ukraine or emails from work only triggers us potentially causes excess cortisol in our system. And that's not a great thing. So just to give you a bit of a, a bit of perspective, we do have more cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. And there's many effects of cortisol in our body, not all of them bad. Um, but we have more cortisol in our body in the morning every day it causes us it helps us wake up so it's a good thing but if we go immediately to our phone you know when we're still in bed and we reach over on the side table and we grab it and we spend 15 20 minutes looking at our phone we get excessive cortisol and that's not great that causes a number of things I'll, i'll tell you three Number one, it affects our serotonergic pathway, the serotonin pathway, and we become less happy. I'm not going to go through the whole uh, kind of pathway of that, but we become less happy. That's number one. Number two, it actually affects, it, it decreases our immune system dampens our immune system that's not a great thing when there is the last parts hopefully last parts of a pandemic or we just want to stay healthy and then number three it makes us fat literally it affects our insulin pathway and creates belly fat so you don't want to do this please don't do this even for these reasons let alone all these other ones that we're talking about today So number one, wait at least 20 minutes. Number two, and this is connected, follow our BIG structure. Now, listen, I actually don't, in a sense, care. That sounds a bit strong, but I don't care. I'm, you know, I'm not attached to you doing this particular morning routine. Now, we've developed this over many years, working with Olympic athletes and leaders and organizations. You know, good for you, JP. I mean, we have, but the truth is that you've got to find one that works for you. And so I'm not attached to you doing this one, but there's a reason that we put this together. And so let me describe, if you're a new listener, you might not be aware of our full kind of morning routine. It's a B-I-G structure. So we start, we wake up, and we make our bed. That's the first B. There's a whole bunch of reasons you can look at an early episode in the podcast to understand. But the big thing is that it starts to build some momentum for the day. And, you know, when we come home at the end of the day, we have a made bed. And if we've been working from home, even better. But it starts starts to build a bit of momentum. We feel productive. Number two, the second B is we read a book. You know, find a book that, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but gets at some of the more important questions of life. Maybe a spiritual book in whichever faith or tradition resonates with you again our mind is really open in this first 20 minutes i'm currently reading a pema Chodron book i've gone through many of her books in this last year but that's that's a really big one for me i read for two or three pages and i just it just helps me kind of set the tone for the day so that's the second b read a book the third is to get out walk and tune into your body and breath So you could say those are four Bs. But now, so you wake up, you don't look at your phone, make your bed, read a book, be inspired, get out and walk, tune into your belly rising and falling, and your body. Then we do our I, which is an idea of the day. That's that's what we're doing just this moment. And then we finish with our G, which is goals and gratitude. So that's our B-I-G structure. And I will tell you that in days when I'm on my game and I follow the same structure, I'm more productive, I'm more happy, I'm more at ease versus those days when I'm, maybe I went to bed late and I'm kind of tired. I don't feel like getting up and I grab my phone and I just, you know, waste more time. And I'm okay with the wasting time in some ways, to be honest, because I think we all work far too hard and too long. I really do. But we just lose that little bit of edge and that focus. At least I do, and I can say because we've done surveys of people who've done our our morning routine, we know that that's the case for them too. So, number one, wait at least twenty minutes every day before going on to social media. Number two, follow our BIG structure. Number three, take a day off from your phone once per week. Maybe it's a Saturday, maybe a Sunday, maybe another day of the week. just turn it off put it away for the whole day and you know if someone needs to call you you know let them know especially you know for me it's my kids I want to make sure that they know they can get hold of me but just put it away it's a great way to reset and you find or at least I find on those days when I'm in that kind of I'm a slightly bored I'm got nothing to do I don't just go immediately to my phone to kind of keep myself slightly entertained and I find other things to do and that's a good thing a positive thing so number 3 take a day off from your phone number 4 you can use, use there's many apps but you can use a map an app like flipped f l i p d i'll put it in the show notes and this helps you know kind of lock away distracting apps and helps us stay focused Now, there are many more ways to change your relationship to your phone. But this is a start. I want you to really reflect. Are you addicted to your phone? Can you go without it for hours or days even? That's an important question. Because the biggest thing I want you to walk away with is that, and you know this if you're a long-time listener, but that our we become our choices, right? We, with every choice we make, we're hardwiring our brain. We're neuroarchitecting our brain. And, and this is not to beat ourselves up, because I actually think it's important that we have a lot of self compassion when we don't, you know, kind of start the day we, the way we want. But it says, hey, what choice am I making? How does that affect my brain? And is there another way? That's the important point that I want you to walk away with from this episode. Because the good news is that the more we lose our addiction to our phone, it means the more time we get back in our life. And many of us are feeling like we have too much to do, too little time. It means that we are more present for others better able to tune into how others are feeling. We become more empathetic. Daniel Goleman wrote, A prerequisite to empathy is simply paying attention to the person in pain. Are we aware, or is our nose stuck in our phone? So do your best, and be easy on yourself when, you know, you don't have a great day. But just know that you got way more choice than you think you do. And we can create the brain that then doesn't have that urge to grab the phone, grab the phone whenever we're getting slightly bored. Wonderful. So let's go to our three by three. And if you're getting something from this podcast, please share it. Please leave a review. Um, This really helps us on our algorithm because we want to share this with as many people as we can. We have a real vision around last 8% to help people live with more courage, less regret, to give them tools based on science so they can neuroarchitect their brains, so they can have the impact they want to have in the world, have the relationships they want to have in the world. This is all possible. We just need to build these habits. And pretty soon, you know, there's the old saying, we don't choose our life, we choose our habits, which chooses our life. So choose wisely. All right. Three by three. Three mindful breaths right down into the toes. In fact, stand tall as you do this. Feel the breath come right down into your toes, calming this body. And breathe out and release tension. Do that three times. And now move to gratitude. And as you know, we have a couple of different ways we can practice gratitude, but a big one is to actually receive gratitude. And if you're not sure what that means, what I'll describe it, but a great way to really understand it is to go to the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, go to the earlier episode on the science of gratitude. And so what I'd like you to do right now is think of, There's three ways you can do this, or three parts. Number one, think of someone who was in distress. And think of, number two, how you came up and really served them, really were helpful to them in some way. And then number three, think about how they felt. Think about how they felt just by you showing up and making that difference. So think of the person in distress and what they're facing. Number two, how you showed up. It really made a difference. And then number three, the, how they felt, the difference. Now accept that, like receive that gratitude. Just receive it in this moment. Think about how, what a difference that you made for them. Wonderful. Now let's go to three goals. What do you want to get done today? What three big rocks do you want to get done that would really make it a great day? Wonderful. Fantastic! Let's take this energy, this focus, this momentum into the day. Congratulate yourself on maybe getting up and not looking at your phone and instead doing this morning routine. Join our Facebook group. Um, we would love to have you there. If you want to learn more about how you deal with last 8% situations, there's a great little quiz that's in the show notes, do that as well. But more than anything, live with presence, live with gratitude for all that is. I'm going to finish with an Eckhart Tolle quote. He said, acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is a foundation for all abundance. Acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is a foundation for all abundance.